Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Are you happy to be here? You know, we've been talking about being filled and being excited and being full, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that, different direction, but same same word. It's because God's good, and He, he you know, He... If you start looking through the Bible at all the places where he says, be filled, be full, be fulfilled, I mean, we're supposed to be full of mercy. Full, our, our mouth is supposed to be full of praise, right? We're supposed to be filled with good things all the time. And we're supposed to be overflowing with those good things. And so to learn about how we should operate in that fullness, amen? You know, you're operating in fullness, not just completeness, not only completeness and perfectness, but you're full to overflowing. Yeah. You're operating from, uh, uh, from abundance. You're not operating, you know, what we give out of is our overflow. Yeah. You know, and what we overflow is what's in us. Yeah. You know, it says in, in what, Matthew and Luke and different places, it says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Before it says this, it says a, a good man out of the good treasures... Stored up, good treasures that are in his heart, the good treasures, what's full in his heart, what he's been filled with, the good man brings forth good things. And likewise, the evil man stores up. We don't, we don't have any of those in here, so I'm not even going to talk about it, right? Right, because we only have good men and women in here filled with good things, bringing forth good treasure. Not, not just good things, good treasure. The Word of God is a treasure. The things of God are to be treasured. The filling of God, the Holy Spirit, is, is a treasure. It is something that should be precious to us, and, and we, should, we, should, uh, we should be excited about it every day. The things that God has put in us, the, the mercy that we know about. You know, how, how nice is it to know we don't have to judge a situation the way the world judges a situation? When we watch things going on in the world today, when we see people, we don't have, you know, I was at somewhere the other day, and, and the person that was helping us, I just looked at him and thought, something's not right with them today. But, you know, a lot of people would have just been mad because they weren't serving them the way they wanted to be served. Right? Because you judge harshly. When, when you don't have the love of God in you, you will judge. How many did, before you knew God know you were not a nice person? Right, as nice as you could possibly be, it still wasn't nice, right? Because you wanted it your way. You know, it, it was Burger King every day. Want it my way, right? And 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 that's everything you did. And if somebody didn't do it the way you thought they should do it, you immediately judged that situation instead of judging with mercy and love and saying, "Wonder what's happening with them today." You know, I wonder what's going on. Maybe they're having a bad day. We're salt and light. We're, we're here to help bad days. When we leave somebody having a bad day, this is all free. It's not even in my notes. When we leave somebody having a bad day, they should be having a good day. Right? Because really, you were having a bad moment and God brought a good moment to you. Amen? If you serve God, there are no bad days. There may be, you might have a bad moment, but you can come right out of it. Because right. you're right in the middle of a good day having a bad moment. Yeah. And if you take on that bad moment, you'll have a bad day. 
Right? Don't take on the bad moment. Right? Take on the good day. Every day with God is a good day. Amen? Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Ephesians. Ephesians 3, 16. Thank you, Lord. This is where we ended last week, so we'll start there. Glory to God. Ephesians 3.16. So, and this is Paul praying for the Ephesian church. He says that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Hey, can we look at that in the uh, New Living Translation? 16 and 17. Would that be possible? There we go. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit 17 then christ will make his home how many like that christ makes his home in your heart glory to god christ be living in you thank you lord that he would that he would make his home in your hearts as you trust in him in other words, the more room you give him, the more he'll take. The more, the more, you know, people say according to your faith, the more room you give him, the more room he'll take. How much room you want to give God in your heart? How much, how much, how much place you want to give Jesus? And that's what he's saying. The more place you give me, the bigger I'll be. Because you can't outbid God. Amen. The, the more room we give him, the bigger he'll be. And so it, Christ make his, his home in, our, in your hearts. Your hearts are the container. Our hearts are the containers for the goodness of God, the filling of God. When God says, I'm going to fill you, where does he fill He fills your heart. He, he fills you with his spirit in your heart. Amen? It, the, the faith, it's in your heart. Peace is in your heart. Joy is in your heart. They're, they're spiritual forces that are born out of love and, and, they, and they, are, they, they come from the heart. They go in the heart and they come from the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So out of, out of the abundance in our heart, what, what our heart's filled with is what we're... So what he's saying is, I, I want to have all kinds of room in your heart. If your heart's filled with Christ, you're going to have happy days. Amen. You're going to have happy days. And even in trouble, you'll be smiling. They'll say, everything's going. I know Jesus. I got Jesus. You know, I, I just can't help it. I'm happy. I, I just can't help it. I got Jesus. I know the love of God for me. And I know the love of God through me. And, and I can be happy no matter what's going on. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Did you know we can be? It's our choice. Right. Uh, and we, we all make the wrong choice sometimes. Well, you just don't know what happened today, brother. I do know what happened today. When you woke up, your name was still written in the Lamb's Book of Life. When you go to bed, your name's still going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And all through the day, God loves you. He loves you and He's for you. He's not against you. He's working on your behalf. He's doing things right now to, to, to make you happy just because He loves you. Amen? Now, whether or not we ever receive it will be whether we get our Eeyore off. All right? You've got to get your Eeyore off because, oh, that's not a good day. 
Yeah, you can't get can't get your Eeyore on and have a good day. Right? It just don't work. Glory to God. Ephesians put that back up there in the New Living. It says that Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love. So what's He saying? He says, your roots are going to grow down and everything you produce is going to come from God's love. You're, you're going to drink from, from the well of God's love. You're, gonna, you're going to eat from the soil of God's love. You're going to produce from that love. That's so what he's saying. He said, my prayer is that, that Christ would dwell in your hearts in such an abundance that your roots would grow down, that you'd be rooted and grounded in this love, that everything that came into you would be produced from this love and everything that goes out of you would be produced from this love. Amen? Why? Because everything that's produced from God's love is good. It's unselfish, right? If you find yourself thinking about yourself, you're not, you're not operating in God's love. Right? Well, sometimes you just got to think about yourself. No. No, he said he'd think about you. Right? Well, sometimes you got to do, yeah, you have to do your life. But you don't have to be selfish. Selfishness is a product of the flesh. It's a work of the flesh. It's not a fruit of the flesh because the flesh doesn't produce fruit. It produces death. Right? The wages of sin are death. The flesh, everything it is, it it produces death. It produces corruption. What did he say? He said, if you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap life. If you sow to the flesh... You'll reap corruption. Corruption is death. It's that's what happens as you are dying. Amen. But what he's saying is, I want Christ to dwell in you in such a level that your roots go deep into God's love, and that you begin everything you begin to get, everything you begin to receive, everything that as you grow, your limbs are now producing from and out of God's love. So the fruit that you're producing is born out of God's love. And, and, and you know what? You don't have to work for that. That's, there's no work. Have you ever seen an apple tree? Say, I'm just worn out. I spent the whole day producing an apple, and I am worn slick. No, because that's what apple trees do. You know what love trees produce? Love. They produce love and every fruit of love. They produce Goodness and love and peace and joy and meekness, gentleness, kindness. They produce the things of God. The qualities and characteristics are born out of this love because He is love. Amen? Go back to the King James and go to the next verse. 17. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Where would we go to? Yeah. That, that, that you may be able, but you're rooted and you're grounded in this love, that you may be able, that I may be able with all the saints to comprehend the breadth and the length and the depth and the, and the height. What's he saying? I want, you to, I want you to be able to understand something that is under, not understandable. I want, you to, I want you to have a working knowledge of something that you can't have, that you can't have full knowledge of. Because it's too bad. Why can't you have full knowledge? Because as soon as you get full knowledge, it'll be bigger. Right? It'll always be bigger than what you know. 
No matter how big you know God is today, He'll be bigger than that tomorrow. So what you know today, you don't know tomorrow. Amen? Because you're receiving by faith. So from faith to faith, He's going to get bigger. Your light's going to get greater. Things that you knew today one way, you'll know in a greater way, in a greater measure tomorrow. If we seek God and are on, on constantly being filled with, with the things of God. Amen? If we continually continue to seek Him and, and seek His goodness, seek His filling, seek what He is, and not let the other things in, which is a key because it's too easy to let the other things in. Right? One thing is, is we let them in but without even trying. We just say, oh, yeah. That's just part of what. That's just part of it. We just got to have that. We don't got to have that. We don't got to have those things. Those things are not for us. What's for us is the goodness of God, the good things of God. And and you know what? If the devil does get something over on us, let's not act like that's just what happens. Let's say, you know what? He got me, but it, that won't happen again. Right? By the grace of God, I'll not miss that one again. Right? I'll get more light. I'll get, I'll find, I'll find more script. I will follow God in such a way that that doesn't happen to me again. Because you know how it happened after it happens. Everybody does it. I shouldn't have done this. Right? I knew I shouldn't have done that. And that's, we all say that. Why? Because we knew. But yet, we did it anyway. Amen? That you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness. And you know what that word fullness means? Copiousness. I like it. Copiousness. You'll be filled with a super abundant plenty. Glory to God. That's the fullness of God. It fills you and it makes you expand. You know, an enlarged heart in the natural is not a good thing, but an enlarged heart in the spiritual. If you're filling it with the things of God, let it be as big as it can get. Let it blow up like a balloon till you can't possibly hold it anymore. Because you start putting Jesus in every room in that heart, in your peace room, in your joy room, in your love room, in your meekness room. Start filling all your places. With, with the love of God and, and the things of God and, and let it just expand. Enlarge your heart to receive Him. You'll have to enlarge it to receive Him. And after it gets in there, you'll realize, wait a second, I gotta add on. I gotta add on. I'm not big enough yet. And you just keep adding on. Because there's no place to stop with God. The, the things that He wants in us, he, He'll, He'll put them in there. You think those stretch, those stretch trash bags can stretch out? Oh, no. Nothing like our heart. Our heart for God, He can fill it to such a place where, where you think it, you, you couldn't possibly hold more, and then you see something new. You say, oh, i got to have that. Yeah, no, I can't, I, can't, I can't do without that. i got to put that in. Amen? Why? Because He wants to fill you with that copiousness. Right? The, the heart is the container, the, 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 the love and the peace. That's the filling, the fullness of God, all that He is. That, that's what He fills that container with. Amen? And as He fills us and we begin to overflow, we begin to produce 
Why? Because you can't keep it in you anymore. You've got to have limbs. You know, it's like that seed. You put it in the ground, it starts growing. What happens? The next thing you know, it, it breaks through the ground. It can't fit in there anymore. It can't fit in there anymore. And then it starts growing up. Why? Because it can't fit down there anymore. And then it starts getting limbs. Why? Because everything in it has to keep coming out. And, and as that tree grows, everything that was in that seed, and we have the incorruptible seed of Christ in us. So everything that was in that seed begins to produce. Amen? And we get some peace and we get some joy and we get some love, we get some meekness, we get some gentleness, we get some self-control. We get the things that were in that seed to begin with. And in us, we had that ability. In our fruit, we give it to others. Amen? What we produce, we share. Right? And here's, what, here's an unfortunate thing. If you're producing junk, you share junk. Right? If, if, if your works are the works of the flesh, not, not the fruit. You notice it doesn't say the fruit of the flesh? It's, it's not fruit, it's work. Right? Because it takes work to be that dumb. Right? I've done it. I know. I labored to be stupid. I mean, I hit the stupid button every day when I woke up. You say, what do you want to do today, stupid or wise? Stupid, let's just go with stupid. People say, well, well nobody chooses that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. People who don't know God don't even have to choose. That's what's going to happen. People that do know God choose because they knew better. But yet, I just want to do it my way. I, I know that I can forgive them, I, but I'm just doing it my way. Forgiveness, a fruit of love. Glory to God. You know, I'm not in strife with them. I just don't want to talk to them. What? There's no such thing as that. Right? When you're not in strife, you're in lo- you, you, you talk to anybody. Right? I'm not a bit mad at Jeff. I'll just talk to him all I want. And if he's mad at me, he can get over it and talk back, right? But he's never mad at me because he just loves me like crazy. But, but these are the things that God wants to get in us so that they can work up and through us. He wants to fill us first to overflowing. The, you can't put out what you don't have. When you were saved, remember, the, what was it, the movie Ants? We watched it when Ramsey was a little bitty girl. Anybody seen the movie Ants? There was this little ant, he's carrying an acorn around. And the other ant looked over and they said, and he pointed out a tree. And he said, everything in this acorn is in that tree. And that was a truth. Everything that's in the incorruptible seed of Christ is in us. If that seed be in you, if that seed be in me, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And we have the fruits of righteousness bearing out in our lives. Amen? And and these are the things we want. But we have to keep being filled. Don't get satisfied. Well, I got all the love I need. Nobody ever got accused of loving too much. Right? You ever said, I just can't be around them. They just love all the time. I cannot stand all that gentleness and kindness. I cannot stand them being merciful to me. I want them to judge me and, and, and condemn me. I am tired of this love thing. Nobody ever said that. If they did, they definitely hit the stupid button that morning. Amen? 
This, this is what he wants to fill us with. He wants us to abound in these things, first for our own sake and then for the sake of the gospel, for the kingdom of God. Because if you don't abound in these things, you'll abound in something else. Right? Guess what? You're being filled every day with something. Might as well be the things of God. Right? Because what, what, what the devil would like to do is corrupt that seed. And what he'd like to do is get you to work in the flesh. If he can get you to, to get angry. Yeah, well, look, look at this. Um, what, are, what are the... Let's just look at a few of the... That's going to go way off my notes, but let's look at it. Some, some of the, some of the uh, works of the flesh. How about that? Galatians 5.19. It says these, these are the works of the flesh. In uh, Galatians 5.19, yeah. It said, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. You know, it's good, it's good that you read the King James when you read these kind of things because none of those make sense to you. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, good, I'm not doing any of those. <laughs> sure you are. The name's just too big for you to understand. Right? People say, oh, oh, no, you know, I'm not doing adultery. Well, thank God you're not doing adultery. That's pretty. And, and fornicate, oh, no, no, no. Uncleanness. You don't even know what uncleanness is. You might be doing some uncleanness. That's a lack of purity. You're doing something for the wrong reason at the wrong time, the wrong way, just because you want to. Lasciviousness, of course, that covers the whole thing. But you know what you can do on these is look at the Amplified Bible. Look at the Amplified Bible, and more of these apply to us than don't. Huh? Yeah, no, remember, Jesus is the one that put lying in with murder. See, we got this level, oh, lie, murder, same, same sentence. <laughs> right? False accusations and murder are in the same Scripture. Right? So look at this in the Amplified. These are the doings, practices. These, this is what your flesh practices. Every day when it gets up, it, this is your flesh's plan. Now, how many want to give your flesh its plan for the day? No, no hands there. Good. <laughs> if I had a hand, I was going to call you down now and get you saved. Amen. Amen. And, and you know the thing is, is so many days we don't we don't set out to practice the flesh, but one thing. There's too many times we let one thing, one little thing. You know, the dog barked and woke you up. Well, I'm getting out on the wrong side of the bed right now. Well, get back in. Go to the other side. Try that. My mom used to tell me, I'd wake up and I didn't have a frown on my face. She'd go, you need to go back and get out the other side. I'd say, no, Mom. She'd go, you know, I'm serious. And she'd make you do it. You, you either came out of the bedroom smiling or you got to keep coming out of the bedroom. And I, we just smiled. Give me my little Debbie's and my chocolate milk. Let's go to school. Nah, she was good in that way. Man. <laughs> Better go back up to here get out of the Debbie drawer. Oh, it was full. It was copious. <laughs> I'm going to go with copious today. Now, the doings practices of the flesh are clear obvious they are immorality impurity indecency oh 
we're covered, right? We're not doing any immorality, impurity, or indecency. Well, let's just keep going. Idolatry. I'll just say, listen to Brother Moore's messages from the Believers' Convention if yes, you want, sir. and you, you'll get all the teaching on idolatry, and you'll move, you'll repent, and move on. Right? I did. Right? Sorcery, enmity. Uh oh. What? Surely strife. Surely strife and adultery aren't in the same. Right? They're not in the same scripture. Right? Jealousy? No. Because all we have to do in the morning to do this is wake up. It's all we have to do. All we have to do to give in to this is wake up and let the devil have one or two seconds of our life. No, we can't, you can't give him any seconds of your life because you know what? You can be angry and ill-tempered all you want. You can be selfish without thought. Why? Because selfishness doesn't take thought. Right? You don't even have to think to be selfish because selfishness is only thinking about itself anyway. It takes no effort to do these things. And, and, and that's the, it, we, can, we can give in to this or we can bear the fruit of righteousness. These are the things. And, and, and every day the devil, if he, he's not going to get you to do, you know, you look at the words and you're like, debauchery? Oh, no. That doesn't even sound good. You know, it's like trying to get me to eat eggplant. The name alone would keep me from eating eggplant. Debauchery, the name alone, ought to keep you from doing it. Right? I mean, there's just things that, you know, like artichoke. You know, why would you eat artichoke? The name alone. But yet I know people like it, so that's good. I'm glad you like it because the artichoke people who grow it need to sell it. And if they're waiting on me, they'd be broke. So I want them to prosper. But but these are the way we should look at all of these. They they should all be curse words to us. Hate and anger and ill temper and 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 lack of self control. These things should be things that we don't give up and give in. We don't finally you know look at Romans. We'll go all over the place. I don't know how we got here. God does. He'll get us there. Amen? In Romans 13, Romans 13, just start, start in verse 10. That'll get us where we're going anyway. We may have to read a while, but that's okay. All right? It says, Love worketh no ill to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling. Love fills to full the law. In other words, it's completely satisfied. The law will need nothing else if you walk in, if you and I walk in love, if we love one another and if we love others, we will fully satisfy the law. People say, well, I'm not under the law, I'm under grace. But the thing is, is if you walk in love, you won't steal. You know, I've seen people that are under grace steal, right? Why? Because they weren't walking in love, right? If you can be under grace all you want and, and still not do the things you should do. And you can keep claiming it all you want, but you still have flesh. Right? So you got to be receiving from that grace. You can't just say, I'm in that grace. you got to receive from that grace. That grace is the love of God. Amen? That grace is full of the love of God. And, and if you love at that level, you're not, and it even says in verse 9, you won't do these things. It says that, that you won't fulfill 
the things that are in the... Because, or you will fulfill them because you won't steal, you won't kill, you won't hurt your neighbor. Right? Why? Because love doesn't do those things. Love never does those things. It works no ill towards its neighbor. Amen? It's, It's the fulfilling of the law. Verse 11, it says, And that... And see, this is a continuation. Sometimes we, we, because the Bible's written in chapter and verse, we tend to separate it out, and that verse gets out. But these are talking about that verse. You're still talking about love working no ill to your neighbor. Why? Because it's important right now that we love. Why? Because knowing that the time is now, now high time to awake out of sleep. In other words, it's no time to just let life pass by do whatever you want to do, go wherever you want to go. There's no time for that anymore. Why? Our salvation is nearer than we believed, than when we believed. What's he saying? (laughs) Time's running out. There's no time not to love your neighbor. There's no time not to operate in this love. There's no time not to do the things that God has for you to do. And if you're not operating in love, you won't fulfill the things God has for you to do. Why? Because you won't walk in the Spirit. You have to be walking in love. And for now, our salvation is nearer than when we believe. Verse 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore, what's it, cast off. In other words, let's get rid. Let's get rid of these things, the works of darkness. And, and we're going right back to it. They're works. These are works. And anything you do, it's works. And then he says, but let us put on. That's not a work. It doesn't take any work to put on the armor of light. The armor of light is an offensive armor. It's not for defensive protection. It's for offensive. Why? Because it shines and it manifests the works of the devil and it shines and it manifests the works of God. It brings to light the goodness of God and it brings to light the badness of the devil and it allows you to see the things that you should pierce and the things that you should allow. Amen? It's the armor of light. It allows you to be to let, let things into your heart that you should let in, and it, and it keeps you from, from letting things into your heart that you shouldn't. But, but you can't just say no. You say no, get out. Because they will be just like the little puppy. He'll come to the door a thousand times, and he won't relent until you yell at him. And then he'll be mad at you. But then when he's ready to eat, he'll come back. Right, but we don't we don't want we don't want to be passive. Christianity is not passive. Love is not passive. It cares about you, and it will go the distance to help you to to bring you out to pull you out of where you're at. And it says don't it says cast off. In other words, take the time to to. And when you see darkness trying to come, cast it away. Cast it away, and then but don't stop there. Put on. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of casting down and not enough putting on. Amen? Need to put on, do a lot more putting on because that armor a lot will show you how the darkness came. And it will expel that darkness. That, that darkness can't even live near that light. You talk about an offensive weapon, shine light into darkness and see what happens. It will scat quick. Amen? And if you shine the light of the glorious gospel of Christ into a situation, darkness will move. Just like that. And there will be no argument about it. And if there is, you didn't shine enough light. Shine brighter. Amen? Put on the armor of light 
Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, in chambering and wantonness. Here's some other words. Put those in the Amplified. What, you know, when I see chambering, I'm like, chambering? What in the world's chambering? You know, I'm sure King James knew, but I don't. You know, chambering? That doesn't, what? They See, there's that word. It's debauchery. Nobody, and, and the word licentiousness. Who wants to be licentious? I don't even know what it is, but it's ugly. See, some of these things, you don't need to know what they are. Debauchery and licentiousness. You don't need to know. Just stay back, stay away. Don't touch, what's what to say? Don't touch, don't taste, don't handle. Stay away from those things. And, and these, that's what he's saying. He's saying, put off these things. These are the works of darkness. These are, and people say, well, we wouldn't do those. Sure we would. We can do them easy. It's not, we, without God, this, this is who we are. I mean, look at the world today. It's who they are. But you could find the best person in the world without Jesus. They have so much ability to do this. And with Jesus, they still have the choice to do it. Amen? But we don't want debauchery or licentiousness. We, what? Oh, quarreling? What? You mean I can't? I was just reasoning. You ever notice when people are arguing about the Word? They say, well, we're just come let us reason. No, you're arguing. Right? If you can't do it nice, stop. Right? And people say, well, I need my, my, I need my family to understand. No, you don't. Your family can't hear a word you say. Why? Because they've known you all your life. Right? They've seen you when you wake up. They've seen you when you stub your toe. Right? They saw you yell at the waitress at the restaurant. They've seen you. They're not saying you're not different, but they may need to see somebody else. Why don't you just pray laborers in the path of your family? Amen? Right. It took years for my family to even believe I was standing in a pulpit. <laughs> you ought to see all my friends from high school. They're like, what? No. Different Dave. Yes, it is. A way different Dave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. But, but we don't need to, to, to research all these words. To what? They're acts of darkness. And we're going to dispel them with the armor of light because we don't need them in our lives. These are things we don't need. Amen? And it's, then it says, And put on, put, you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what, why is he saying this again? And make no provision for the flesh to fill up, fulfill, complete the lust thereof. You ever... I don't know if none of you guys have done this, but you ever feel like you just left a little flesh in your back pocket just in case you needed it, right? All right? I knew, I'm going to have to yell at that driver, all right? I, I, I put on God all day, but let me pull this flesh out for just a minute, right? Or, you know what? I'm going to be nice when I go and talk to these people about how they treated me until I don't have to be nice. When is it that you don't have to be nice? Right when you pull the flesh out of your back. Oh, let me, I saved just a little bit right back here. Let me, let me get, I made a little provision just in case I wanted to be mean. Because you know, you can't be mean in love. 
People say, well, Jesus was mean. No, Jesus loved those people when he kicked them out of the... He was loving even the people he kicked out. Why? Because they were in danger. Right? Did your parents love you when they spanked you? Mine did. But it sure seemed mean. Right? Man, before my mom got saved, she wore a belt around her neck. Literally. I mean, you little heathens. I mean, she... Total change. You know what? She was never mean again when she committed her life to God. I don't remember one mean word from her in the rest of my life. I don't remember a day she wasn't happy the rest of my life. Why? Because she was constantly being filled with the things of God. She wouldn't let. She would not give one inch. If if somebody tried to argue with her, she'd say, "I'm sorry you feel that way, but I sure love you." And that was the end of it. She didn't argue. She didn't fight. She just told you how good God was. And she said, well, I haven't experienced that. She goes, I have, let me tell you. Amen? The, the, the goodness of God, the love of God will change you from the inside, from a belt-wearing mom to, to, a, to, a, to somebody that loves things into you in such a way you can never get rid of them. Right? I forgot about the spankings, but I never forgot about the love. It comes up over and over and over again, every time I minister, every time I'm, I'm sitting around just thinking, I think about the good things that God put in me through her. Amen? And I'm so thankful. And, and, and that's what we want people to think about us, not just our kids. Everybody we're around. Someday they think, man, I was around Dave for just a little while, and he put some good things in me, and I remember those things. What did they put in the fruit that God bore on me the the fruit of the spirit the goodness the gentleness the kindness the love the peace the joy the meekness amen what 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 did i help him with i helped him with one of those qualities because those are the qualities and characteristics of my father and and the seed will produce after its own kind and jesus is the seed and we're being produced after that kind And that kindness and that love should be being reproduced in us every day and being produced on every limb. Amen? And and as, as, as we're being filled, we're filling the atmosphere with what we're filled with. Amen? And, you know, what's a tree do? It not only grows and produces fruit, but then it also produces oxygen when the wind blows. It just doesn't quit producing. Amen? And, and the seed we got is so incorruptible. And it produces eternal things that a thousand years from now. Amen? You know, people say the, the love never fails. Love never does fail. Now, people fail love. But love never fails. Did you know that God believes every person will be saved? His love will never quit. That what he's done will never stop. And if they never receive him and go to hell, love didn't fail. Love was always there and it was always producing and it was always... Why? It's infinite. It can't fail. The things that we produce from God are unfailing. Amen? The things that we produce in this earth, in our flesh, they're yucky. They're ugly. You want them to fail, right? Anybody ever said something and say, Lord, give me crop failure, crop failure, crop failure. 
right? Because you know what you just said shouldn't have gotten out of your mouth. You need some crop failure right now. Glory to God. Where were we at? We'll, we'll stop there and go to Philippians. Philippians. Philippians nine, uh, 1, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. Why? He, want, he wants us to be strong in these areas. Right? We don't need to make provision for failure. That's what provision for the flesh is. It's provision to fail. In other words, I, I'm going to do this, but just in case, I'm going to keep this in my back pocket so I can still throw a fit if I need to. Right? And, and I, I'm going to go to church, and this person that's there, I know I'm, I've been in strife with them, but I'm, if I see them, I'll keep this in my pocket just so I don't have to talk to them. Right? There's too many little things that we can do that need to be gotten rid of. You know, people say, well, we're not really inspired. We're just, it's just awkward. Get rid of the awkward. You know what gets rid of awkward? A hug. You hug somebody you're mad at, awkward just has to, it just goes just like that. Right? It, it, why? Because all that light comes together. All that love and awkward just, what, what were you awkward about? Love of God is amazing. He is wonderful. And, and you know, what, what he said in that, in that part of Ephesians, he said that I want you to be filled with what? With the love, with the fullness of love. I want you to be filled with the fullness of love. Because he's talking about love in the whole chapter. And then he says, I want you to be filled with the fullness of God. Well, God is love. So he wants you to be filled with the fullness of love. That, that's what we're filled with the fullness of. What, what better thing to be filled with? Amen? Philippians 1, 9 says, and, I, and this I pray, that your love may abound. And you know, I was really hoping that word meant copious, but it doesn't. I looked it up. I tried to make it mean copious. But it really does because it means superabundant. So it could mean copious. But in the, in the, in the, in the uh, translations, it didn't. No copiousness. But I feel like it's copious. It just looks copious. As I see it on the big screen, it's getting more copious, I think. It says, And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. And I think in the Young's literal it says in full knowledge. Not just in knowledge, in full knowledge. In other words, I want you to be full of the knowledge of God. I want you to be full knowledge. But why? Because first he said, remember what we were in the morning on Sundays. Love came first, then knowledge. No knowledge without love. The more your love abounds, the more your knowledge can abound. But until your love abounds, your knowledge would just make you puffed up. You'd think how much you knew. You'd, oh, I know so much. And, and knowing something would give you nothing because you would be, have, have no value to yourself or others. Right? Because love is what makes that knowledge valuable. Right? It, it's, what, it's what gives you the ability to use it because nobody wants to know what you know until they know that you care. Right? Because people who don't care, they really don't know. Amen? Where'd my scripture go? I do look pretty, but let's go to scripture. <clears throat> that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. And see, that, those two, knowledge and judgment, and, and that's when, when, when our love abounds, our judgment is right. Yeah. 
And I don't mean you'll judge somebody and be right. I mean you'll judge right. You'll see they're having a tough day. You'll see what's wrong. You'll see what could change it. That's good judgment. Amen? You won't see what they did wrong. You'll see what could fix it and make it right, make you okay. The, the, the love judgment will, will judge in such a way that it brings people out, not puts them deeper in. It doesn't condemn. Love judgment will not condemn you. Yeah. Right? It may convict you and it may bring you to a place of repentance. Yeah. It should. Yeah. Amen? But it won't condemn you. So that judgment, you know, people say, well, we have the right to judge. No, you don't. You have the ability to judge. But you don't have the right to judge. And if you'll use your love ability to judge, you'll judge righteously. You'll judge through righteous fruits and you'll begin to, to let them pull off of your tree. Right? What they need today? They needed some joy. They were having a rough day and because they did, it caused them to cuss and do everything else. I don't think they're a bad person. Let's give them some joy. Amen? Let, let, let's bring them to a different place where, where they can change, where they can, they can come out of this. You know, judgment throws people away. Godly judgment brings them in. Right? The, God, God judged you worthy through Jesus Christ one day and called you to be a child. And when you received Him, you judged your old life worthless and got a new one. Amen? And, and, and the godly judgment brings repentance. It brings on the good things of God. It brings you to better places. It takes you away from what was killing you and brings you to life. Amen? And that's what he's saying. I want your love to abound in such a way that knowledge and judgment work. Because knowledge and judgment without love don't work. They condemn and they, and they, and they convict us guilty. And we're innocent through the blood of Jesus. We've been made innocent. We don't have to be judged in that way. And people who don't know Jesus, we don't have to... I mean, Jesus, God didn't judge them. He, he went ahead and died for them when they're yet His enemy. So why would we judge Him? If God's not judging, why are we? And why are we so quick to do it? Don't know. I'm not going to be, right? Because if I judge by the fruit of the Spirit... I'll judge in love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, right, meekness. Glory to God. Those are good ways to judge. Thank you, Lord. Where were we? Verse 10. That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense. And what's he saying? I want you to let your love to abound so that you can approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without stumbling or causing stumbling. That's what that word, that, that word offense means not led into sin and not, and not leading into sin. So you, you're, when you judge, when you, when you abound in love, you're able to without offense be without offense until the day of Christ. In other words, when you're, we don't cause people to stumble and we're not stumbling. Why? We're, we're abounding in love, in knowledge and judgment. We're, we're, we're approving things that are excellent. And, and that, you know, that word excellent means different. We're approving things that differ. Why? Because the walk of love, the walk of Christ, that's a different walk. 
You're judging differently. You're knowing differently. You're not knowing as you knew before. You're knowing something a way you never knew it before. You're knowing something that passes knowledge, the love of God. And you're knowing it in a way you could have never known it without Him. And you're allowing it to produce in your life. And, and you are no longer stumbling. And when you don't stumble, one thing for sure, if, if we don't stumble, we become way less of a stumbling block. You ever notice when a Christian stumbles, man, it is all over the place. Why? Because they want it, the devil wants to use it for somebody else to stumble. And he's saying, if your love will abound, you won't stumble, nor will you be a stumbling block. You'll be filled with so much love, super abundance of plenty, that you won't stumble. Because why? Because you love God. And because you don't stumble, you won't cause others to. Glory to God. What a good way to be. Amen? Excellence is a quality of love. Different. Is why? Because people, the, the world's form of love is I love people that love what I love, and if they don't love what I love, I don't only really not love them, I don't like them. Right? Do you notice how the world loves people that love what they love? But they are really... And see, we can't be that way. You get to watch the news, and you'll be that way. Oh, I love the people that love this station and love the things that are on this station and the love the thing they talk about, but I don't love this station because they don't love what I love. You love them all. The same God that reigned on your field reigned on their field. Amen? And, and we love the same way God loves. We just reign all day long. And we reign the goodness of God. We reign the meekness and the gentleness of Christ. We reign. And if anybody will just get in that shower or put their dirt under there, they'll grow something good. Amen? But we don't judge. We love. And then we, ju- we can judge the situation rightly. That, then we, why? Because we pulled the, pulled the two before out of our own eye so we could see clearly to help our brother. Amen? That you may approve things that are excellent, be without offense, being filled, being filled, ending with this, being filled. What are you going to be filled with? Fruits of righteousness. Fruits that were born in you out of the justification of Jesus Christ and the holiness that He brought into our lives through the righteousness of God. And when He made us righteous, He gave us the ability to grow righteous fruits, to grow humility and meekness. And we can now bear the fruits of righteousness. Our You know one of the greatest fruits that we should have because of our righteousness? Thankfulness. We should be thankful every day. That is a righteous fruit. Why? Because you were justified by the blood of Jesus, not of any work of your own, but by His grace. You were justified and made right. And we should, that fruit of thankfulness should flow off of our lips every day. We should be filled with thankfulness for our, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we should be filled with gratitude. We should be filled with the knowledge of His love. We should be filled with all the righteous fruits that would abound through us and help others. Amen? Because it wasn't all about you. You were made righteous so that you might testify to the goodness of God. Glory to God. That's what we want to be filled with, right? Filled with the love of God, doing the things love does, and operating in such a way that people can pick off any fruit they want. 
right? Which one do you need? There's some goodness over here. Got some gentleness over here. It all started from that incorruptible seed that was planted in my heart when I was saved. Amen? That incorruptible seed of Jesus Christ. And now I'm, the, I'm a large tree bearing great fruit. Glory to God. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's so good. So thankful. So thankful. I, I enjoy talking about God's goodness and the things of God. And, you know, it's so good to be with you guys because the God brings out things that we can do together. We can cast off our flesh. We can not make provision. And we can grow in, this, in, in these things of God. We can allow ourselves to, to be watered and fertilized and, and whatever it takes, and pruned if necessary, to grow only the fruit that would benefit our lives and the lives of people that would be around us. Amen? And, and, and it, it's a matter of making a choice every day on what you'll be filled with. What you'll allow in your life. Because what we allow in our life is what's filling us and it's, it's what's coming out of us. And even if you had some love in there and you said, well, I, you know, I, I got enough love and walk away for a minute and Satan just slip a little bit of hate in there with it. A little bit of anger. You, angry love is not love anymore. Right? Corrupted love is no longer the love of God. Don't put your spin on God's love. Right? People do that so that they can act one way or another. Don't put your spin or my spin on God's love. God's love is the real thing. It works all on its own. When it wakes up in the morning, it, well, it doesn't wake up because it doesn't sleep. So every day it just loves. That's what it does. It doesn't have to think, well, now do I need patience? No, it just loves and patience comes out of it. And if we walk in that, you'll find things that you thought you'd have to try to do that just happened. Why? Because you're operating in the love of God. Love just happened. It doesn't take any work to love when you are love. Amen? Glory to God. You guys got a song? I'm living.